everybody! Hi, guys. Well, from fall in Salt Lake City, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to talk about uh, Mormons in Congress. Are we going to talk about the fact that you still take a physical newspaper? <laughs> Is that what we're going to talk about? No. <laughs> it's a- Look at it. Yeah. It's a newspaper. You've brought a physical newspaper into our studio. It's amazing. Yeah. And it has a wonderful headline across the top. Yeah. It gets your attention in a way that the internet never does. Uh, it says, LDS lawmakers still a force. And you're like, what? Still a force? But what changed? We're talking right? about Mormons in Congress. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this new Congress that will convene in uh, January uh, will have the fewest number of Mormons since 1990. We'll talk about that. Yeah. And so that's that's really interesting. There's been a shift. Yeah. Uh in 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 Mormon representation on the on crazy the Capitol Hill. Crazy. So crazy. Well, Dan. Yeah. I've got a story about Jews on a plane. <laughs> oh dear. This comes up very so often. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> especially if they're ortho- <laughs> ultra orthodox, they're just causing trouble on a plane. Oh. Oh, they, the ultra orthodox. It's like they can't even get on a plane without causing problems. And it's not. A, and this so is, you know, they they long since solved the kosher meal dilemma. Yeah, it is something much weirder. Oh yeah, than that. Oh yeah. I, I don't know what your story is, but I know it's. I mean, we've seen guys wrap themselves in plastic. Yeah, we've seen all kinds of things. We've seen all kinds of things. Well, this time, Dan. Yeah. Uh, it involved two flights. The same thing was going on at the same time on two flights from New York City to Israel. Oh, my. Um, Two planes left New York way too late to get the passengers home by Sabbath. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so the ultra-Orthodox passengers... Fucking lost their minds. <laughs> they started taking it out on the flight uh, attendants, uh, yelling at them, calling them liars, calling <laughs> them, uh, saying that they uh, th- that they're fraudsters. Oh, because they did this on purpose. Oh yeah. Well, because they. Uh, because the the flights had been delayed. Right. They were on the ground in New York, and they'd been delayed a couple hours. Right. And they were told when they were like de- you know pulling away from the gate that don't worry, we'll have you we'll have you home by sundown. Right. Okay. And turns out as they start like doing the math, they they wouldn't be okay. getting home in time. Sure. Right? And so they started getting really aggressive and ruly uh, with the flight attendants to the point that, and here's uh, a woman who, uh, by the name of Roni uh, Meidel, uh, she, uh, she, this is her a quote from her after the flight, after 24 hours to reach Israel, I am broken, broken mainly because the, of the lack of respect of people who are observant, who observe tradition and Shabbat, who took this issue a step too far. Uh, she says after about oh, six because hours Because they're flying, the ones that took the issue too far. The, the airline is the ones that took the issue too far. No, the, oh. she's, she's upset oh, at the oh, she's ultra-Orthodox. At, at the ultra-Orthodox. Right? Okay, she says yeah. after six hours of flying, I suddenly heard screaming and saw a flight attendant crying 
After she was hit, pushed, uh, amid, uh, amid threats, they would break open the door to the cockpit. <laughs> I found myself standing and physically protecting flight attendants who were crying and who just wanted to catch their breath after the violent behavior toward them. Jesus Christ. Uh, so... Where are the air marshals? Where, you know, that you are... You would expect Israel to have air marshals. You are now essentially hijacking a plane. You are doing the... the you are a terrorist at this point. Due to their behavior, yeah. one of the planes landed in Athens. Right. The pilots were like, fuck it! You're we're, off. We're getting them off the plane. Yeah. Right? Uh, so they were allowed to disembark, and they sent uh, they spent Shabbat uh, in Athens before continuing on their way to Israel. Yeah. Just get Why weren't the- they arrested? Right? Yeah. That's a that's arrest Th- these people. Absolutely. Um, the other plane uh, was going to divert to Rome, but then somebody on the plane or whatever has like some medical condition or something, and they had to get them back uh, to uh, to Israel to Israel oh, in order wow. to uh, be have their the the. She had to get to Israel to for treatment or something. I, I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, but, um, yeah, so El Al Airlines, yeah. they were the ones who had to deal with this. These um, were both El Al flights? They were both El Al. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's see. They said, uh, we apologize for any discomfort caused to our customers. But as said, we preferred to have the flight leave New York the same day. Uh, it should be emphasized the company does not tolerate violence toward uh, the flight crew, and we will uh, determinedly and without compromise act in accordance with the law against any passenger whom a complaint is filed against, as we have done so far. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. The Haredi are out of control. They are yeah. out of control. And I'm, you know what? I wasn't, I'm going to now transition to a story in Jerusalem. Uh-oh. Because you said that, uh, because that was your story, because of an interesting uh, clash is playing out right now between the Haredi, the the ultra orthodox, yeah, and the more secular Jews of oh. of Israel. Okay, uh, because there is now a a mayoral race for mayor of Jerusalem, and it is between a uh, a secular uh, Jew and a ultra-Orthodox. Um, Moshe Lyon uh, is the, is the ortho- Orthodox. I don't know why words don't work in my face. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Ofer Berkovich is, uh-huh. is, the, uh, is the secular okay. guy. And you would think, okay, you know, there are issues, you know, bo- there, there are populations that need to be served by here. Right. But the ult- but the the stated platform of the ultra orthodox guy is to do with things like making sure that public transportation does not run on Shabbat. Oh, to make sure that uh, businesses are closed on Shabbat. What? Like, it's basically the same as uh, as Christ- as ultra right wing Christians in the U.S. Right. They want to force everybody to operate on their rules. The way to to do. You know the what things that they own with these people. It's so funny to me. Like, what? Look, do your thing. Yep, absolutely. And if you know, and and if society needs to make a few accommodations so that you can do your thing, I'm actually okay with a few things. Depending, depending on what depending they are, on the things. But you know, as long as you're reasonable, we'll help you out. 
to say everybody in society has to do right. our thing right. is nuts. And it's literally that stuff. Now, the, the demographics in Jerusalem are really interesting. Okay. About 60% of Jerusalem's population is Jewish. Okay. The other 40% are Arab. Um, right. Okay. So, but Arab Muslims, so, and of the Arab population, interestingly, about 99% are Muslim and 1% are Christian. Oh, okay. Um, but Arab Muslims largely do not participate in the elections, in Israeli elections. Okay. They just sort of they as a, s- as a sit it out. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is weird. Yeah, they need to take a lesson from the evangelicals in this country, but who they, used to do the same thing. But the Palestinian leadership uh, has decreed. I wish a, they would do it again. A boycott to Israeli oh, election. Boy. See, so, I don't know that that's useful, but I, it's not. That's not how democracy works, guys. Well, if you sit the, out, I'm of an guessing election, the democracy. Even in a democracy, the democracy doesn't work for them. Well, fair enough. But like, if you just sit out an election, right? Yeah, you what can do you expect. You can sway an election. So, yeah. you know, with a 40% voting block, right. You you can change the results of an election, especially when there's a ding dong running who's right. going to cause you problems. Right. Versus a guy who probably just, you know, whatever. It's not yeah. going to cause you those problems. Of Jerusalem's Jews, uh-huh. 60% uh, which is 60% of the population, it's about half and half. <gasps> Haredi versus secular. Oh my god. So What's it is going to happen. I don't know. They need to just get a few Muslims to show up. Yeah. Because you don't want that uh, ultra-Orthodox guy in. No. I mean, I know so so much about, you know, all the politics. Yeah. But just based on that? Just based... Look, you don't want a fundamentalist... No. ...religion, religious person running anything. Yeah, that's true. You can run your church. That's the only thing we we want to allow you to run. (laughs) Fundamentalism... Is uh it is blind? Yeah, and it's, has that spillover problem, right? Yeah, that 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 uh, w- what's good for us is good for everyone, right? Right, and only what's good for us is okay for everyone. Yeah, like we, you know, we we have the direct line on what God has said, and the rest of you people are trying to thwart what God has said. So right. we are justified fully, right, in preventing you from doing anything we we don't want you to do. Sure, yeah, including attacking people on airplanes, apparently. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, land this plane. <laughs> the, the, the sun's going down. God will hate me. Yeah, I shut hope were... the fuck up. <laughs> this it's also out of your control. Yeah, you, you're yeah. telling me that God is like your God can't literally cannot abide an accident, right? Uh, um, uh, you know something that was out of your control. But here's the deal, Dan. They got the plane to one of them. To land. Got the plane to land. You know, if they just... And they got to observe Sabbath. If they just went west instead of east, maybe they could f- chase that sun... Turn little. this plane around! <laughs> then they can... They, oh. just and then go, they could have the longest Sabbath ever. Yeah. And it would just be amazing. Oh. Cross the date line. I never then, want this day to end. Maybe they can have two Sabbaths. I don't know. Oh, my God. All right, Dan. Uh... Australia. Yes. Uh, had a uh, magazine called White. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, it, that do doesn't think, bode what, well. What do you think initially the focus of White magazine? 
I'm, was. I'm really hoping it's about paper. <laughs> it's about weddings. Oh. Adorable. Okay. Oh, white. White magazine. <sighs> um, In these United States, if you call something just white, it oh, it would get. It's not a good no, thing. That would not be a good That's thing. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. White magazine. White magazine. Okay. Um, run, run, not that I'm into bridal shit, but okay. Right. Uh uh, owned and operated by Luke and Carla Burrell. Um, it recently closed after advertisers uh, started abandoning the magazine. Oh. Uh, it became clear that uh, in the wake of Australia legalizing gay marriage, that white magazine strangely still only ever had straight couples in okay. its pages. Sure. And uh, became also clear er uh, after photographer Laura Holtz, uh, who uh, she did some uh, cover photography for them, mm. uh, actually said that it was basically their policy to uh, keep same-sex couples out of uh, uh, the magazine. Sure. See, we thought they were going to be racist, but they turned out to be homophobic. (laughs) They tricked us. Came at it from another angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, um, so advertisers started pulling pulling back and saying, no, we don't want to support this. Um, If they have this this policy that's that's no good yeah uh some people were like well maybe they should just be clear about the policy and others uh decided that uh well first of all the 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 burrells uh came out and said things like uh white magazine has always been a secular publication but as its (laughs) publishers we are christian we have no agenda but to love yeah christians love to couch their hate in love (laughs) Like many people, we have had to reflect on our beliefs. Uh, it's a long and continuing journey. Mm. Um, however, um, as was reflected by majority of the people and the, the, who you know, the public and advertisers and everything, uh, it's, it's just not a cool stance to be taken in this day and age. Um, but here's a quote from. Somebody who uh, supports the paper or the the magazine. Unfortunately, today, if you have faith and don't agree with same-sex marriage, you can't run your own business the way you want. Oh, no. no, Yeah, you can. You 100% can. absolutely can run that business however you want. Right. What what the public doesn't have to do is support your business. Right. Or like it or anything. yeah, Yeah. And that's all that happened here. Right. They took a stance. They didn't back down when it became clear that they were losing money because yeah. of that stance. Yeah. It's a fucking business. Yeah. Right? And if you let something stupid like your Christian beliefs get in the way, yeah, it's not you like, deserve it. Like, no, no atheist group would ever complain that, they're, that you know, Christians aren't patronizing their, you know, their whatever, their blog or something. Because right. they know when they start out, right. they're not going to get that patronage. Right. They needed to pivot. I think they should have gone all Christian all the way. Yeah. You know, um, and who knows? In Australia, the landscape being what it is there, who knows if that would have worked. Yeah. In the U.S., that would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah. Christian bride. Yep. No shoulders ever shown. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they could just title it No Shoulders. That's that's the name of their magazine. Or just, uh, oh, 
Yeah, that didn't work. I was going to say pasty, but that didn't so. <laughs> Nope. Nope. It means something different. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us to Nairobi, uh, to Kenya, where a, um, well, actually not Nairobi, but a, a, a small town in Kenya called Bahati, mm. in Western Kenya, where uh, an, a small incident has sort of brought into relief a very big problem in Kenya. Oh. Which is that, okay, so I'll paint a picture for you. Please do. Since we're on the wedding subject, imagine that you are a guest at your friend's wedding. Yes, okay. You've shown up, you, you've put on your, your, your formal best, mm-hmm. shown up at this wedding, mm-hmm. and you're waiting. It's been a minute, okay. and, then, and then it's been a long, 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 long time, and then it's been hours, and then it's been eight hours. What? And then uh, you're you're told that they're, the wedding's not happening. Oh, how sad. That would be sad. Uh, the reason that this happened at the wedding of Joyce Waithera and Paul Waitaka okay. is that they uh, were required by their pastor, who is a, a Pentecostal pastor, okay. that they must both take multiple HIV tests and that she must take pregnancy tests. What? And uh, when this finally all did go down, one of the HIV t- tests came back positive uh, for oh, no. Ms. Wythera. Okay. And also, it turns out that she was pregnant. <gasps> and their pastor decided he would not do that wedding. Because she was preggers. Because she was HIV positive and preggers. Oh, okay. So... It turns out, and we know that that in Kenya, HIV is still a very is is a is a big, really, really big problem. Right yeah, now. yeah, um, yes. It turns out that pastors, a lot of pastors, are being assholes about it, huh. like judgmental pricks about it, and yeah. calling it a moral failing. I mean, granted. It likely does say that the person has engaged in some behavior that is not prescribed by traditional Christianity. It's possible. There are other ways to get HIV. Yeah. There are lots of ways to get it. Right. Um, but, you know, it, that's one of the Likelihood, things. I guess, is where we're talking. Maybe. Yeah, or whatever. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Just fucking, I mean, who cares? She could just be using intravenous drugs. Yeah. And sharing needles. Well, that's also not Christian. Or no, come on. That's, it's not sex. Right, which, which in at least in the Christian world, the pseudo Christian world that you and I grew up in, right. sex is way worse than drugs. Right. Oh yeah. All right. Ugh. Maybe not worse than Coke, Coca Cola. Like <laughs> caffeine okay. might be the worst. Oh, it's just coffee. The... Not worse than coffee. Yeah, obviously, coffee. Coffee terrible. Really. Oh bad. my God. Who? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, but yeah, it's a very interesting thing that's happening right now uh, in parts of in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, where a lot of churches were, are refusing to do weddings for HIV-positive people. And one of their excuses is that if the other person is not HIV-positive, they could be sentencing them to death. Yeah, okay. From AIDS. Wow. That is, that, that is not necessarily how that works. Right. Uh, it is also not how, like consent between two adults works and also why is it any of your business 
at all. He's he's a religious leader. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, judgy. He and gets to do. He gets. He, that is his role. He is supposed to judge. <laughs> is he? That is what he's supposed to do. Certainly doing it. Yeah, he's good at it. Yeah. He probably, maybe even attended a seminar. There are there are a lot of uh, there there are a lot of uh, pastors and priests working against that uh, that stereotype or that or or, or that kind of. Uh, uh, prejudice right um they're, they're including there's an organization uh for past pa- for for uh religious leaders who are hiv positive uh-huh. themselves <laughs> with the longest here's the title of this uh organization the international network of religious leaders living with or personally affected by hiv and aids that's the name of the group it's a beautiful name it's a very very uh well-crafted name yeah yeah hmm I, I would enjoy being a receptionist at that. <laughs> well, it, the acronym that they use is INNERELLA, which actually isn't... They've added some letters to make the acronym work, but that's okay. Yeah. And taken away some other letters. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's but it's a struggle there in yeah, in Africa. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Dan. Yo. Got a a very interesting story here. Um, about, uh, ISIS. I've heard of them. Or I guess I should just say Islamist extremists. Oh, in general. Uh, sure. and, uh, hackers. Okay. So there's a thing, right? Sure. Islamist hackers. They get online. Yeah. They wreak havoc. Look, all the, all the good wars are being fought online these days. Yeah. But there's, there's a big question. Why have we not had sort of a cyber 9-11. Uh-huh. And according to Robert Graham, who is a, a consultant at Errata Security, um, he's taking the stance that, that, that it hasn't taken place in large part because the hackers who uh, joined the, sort of the, 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 the ranks of the Islamic extremists online... Sure. Um... Learned their hacking skills to gain access to gay porn. <laughs> what? Now, follow me. You got This this takes a second, right? Ooh, okay. I was like, what? Okay. What in the fuck is this article about? So, oh, so you're saying in the uh, in the Middle East? In the middle, if you live in the Middle East, you can't just you can't just pull up some gay porn, right? You'll get yourself arrested, possibly killed. So you have to learn. So. Okay. A smart <laughs> man who's interested in looking at gay porn <laughs> learns hacker skills. Right. And so I... they're incentivized to learn. So so the the greatest talent pool that they have for of, hacking of Middle Eastern hacking is uh, or, men who are interested in having sex with men, whether or not there probably are men who have sex with men. In Israel, is it called hacking? <laughs> I don't know. Good God. Anyway. I thought that was funny. Uh, it's fine. So, uh, <laughs> so a basic initiation, right, in order to get into any of these um, hacker groups mm. is to send them a picture of your genitalia. Interesting. So <laughs> they actually also, they know who they are. They know who their co- cohort is. 
is, is made up of. Right. right? And they uh, are they protect that sphere by making sure that the new initiates into their ranks are of sort of the same uh, wow. as them. Wow. So they've, they've worked to protect it. Um, so, um, and you would think that, a, that, a, that gay men in, uh, in the Middle East are less incentivized to, uh, to do Islamic terror. Having been well, having been victims of Islamic terror themselves, essentially, it, it's more I think uh, the motivations that led them to gain the skills, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and and who controls access to sort of the greatest knowledge base, interesting, right, in the region and speaking the language and all that kind of stuff. But sure, um, surely it's not that big of a hack. To be able to sort of anonymously find and navigate, I think it starts to... you on the path. Okay, right, sure. And it's also they they operate a whole dark web, right, right. where they're trading pictures right. and videos sure. and, and what have you, right? Um, but the, the this dude, what was his name again? Graham, Robert Graham. He says, from our Western perspective, we'd think gay young men would be on our side, motivated to fight against their own governments in defense of gay rights, right? Sure. Uh, in order to achieve marriage equality. Uh, none of them want that, as far as I can tell. Their goal is to get married and have children. Okay. Sure, they want gay sex and intimate relationships with men, but they also want a subservient wife who manages the household and the deep family ties that come with spawning progeny. Right. They want to they want to blend and and, yeah. and be able to to operate in society. They're products of their culture. Yeah. They recognize their their sexual desires, yeah, and needs and uh and they figured out how to sort of network and get in touch with each other and they will I mean I don't know if these men want to line up with ISIS, I was probably wrong in saying yeah. ISIS, but they do want to aid uh, the more conservative uh, factions in 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 their uh, in their uh, societies. Right. Apparently, according to this one guy. Yeah. I just thought it was a that fascinating a- thing that he, he, no matter. What ex- if his theory is right about why there hasn't been a cyber nine eleven and all this kind of crap? Um, who cares? Yeah. What 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 I found fascinating about the whole thing is that it exists yeah. at all. Yeah. Right. And uh, of course it would have to. And that it leads specifically to hacker skills. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thought that you, was fun. There you go, Mister Robot. Have some fun with that. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take us now to, uh, well, tis the season, Frank, uh-huh. uh, the war on Christmas. I'm not even talking <laughs> really about the war on Christmas, no. but the struggle after seven years, Dan, our struggle is real though. <laughs> oh, okay. In terms of just always just like, you know, just stop favoring the Christians over everybody else in our country in I know. a, in a, Taxpayer-funded space. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. So, of course, now is the time for that uh, to happen. I take you to Bethel, Connecticut, uh, where uh, 
American atheists were contacted last year because uh, they were putting up a uh, a nativity scene okay. outside the town's municipal building, and uh, and one and and at least one resident wanted to counter it with a display of his own. That's okay. that's sort of our our go to now. You right. know when you know we can't get them to take it down, but we can at least say. Okay, we'll put up our own thing, can't too. Can't beat them, join them. Thank you very much. Um, and legally, that seems to have been what works. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, we sue to, you know, you can't... We just sue for equality, for right. equal, equal time, equal space, whatever. Right. Um, so the the American atheists contacted the, the, the town and said, hey, how do we get an application in? And they were like, well, it's too late for this year. We don't do blah, blah, blah. But they did start an application process for for this year that was oh, last good. year <laughs> you say oh good but fool fool i say what what happened so basically they announced at a city uh, at some sort of town meeting that uh there was really only room for one display so the first application in we will accept <laughs> guess when that first application was in Hours before that meeting. Oh, my God. They rigged it. They oh rigged it. Oh, my God. So there's only... <laughs> that's ludicrous. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that will uh, totally stand. Uh, how is it true they only had space for one? No. No. Of course It was in a park? That's never true. No, it was, it was in, a, in a space in front of a building, in front of the municipal building. Oh, fuck these people. Yeah. Yeah. They, but they said that, yeah, due to concerns with the limited space, the board would just accept the first completed application they received, which they had already received and accepted. I love that these boards are so stupid. They just waste everybody's time, including their own. Yeah. Right? On just stupid issues. Yeah. This ugh, makes me crazy. So, yeah, they uh, they literally... So now, I mean, I'm guessing... The fight goes on, and next year, guess how early that application's going in? December 26th. January 1st, I'm, pro- I'm guessing. <laughs> That's when I'd get mine in. It's just, it's just so stupid. It's just so dumb. I mean, all they have to do is move that same nativity to a nearby church uh-huh. or a business or a house or whatever, and yeah. everything's fine. Or they can just keep Jesus in their heart. Yeah. For the season. Yeah. Right? That's where Jesus belongs. Yeah. It's in your heart. Not not in the park. Your stupid, ugly, like, plywood nativity scene. Oh, Jesus doesn't care about it. I promise you. That doesn't do anything for anybody. If Jesus existed, he wouldn't care about (laughs) your cheap-ass little nativity scene. There you go. Who cares? Who does care? (sighs) It's, uh, It's... I mean... Other than other than you're depicting a, an event that is so unlikely as to be as to strain all credulity, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Yeah. You know. Anyway, well, there you go. Hey, if you guys have a uh, a nativity that's in your town, uh, write to us. Tell us about it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight. Yeah, hey, listen, all the wise men and women uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Or, uh, or, you know, and while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge or request to join. 
It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yeah, look for a star. It will guide you there. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, are you as concerned about uh, the, c- the continued pro- like cancer problem in America and the world? <laughs> the people are just dying of cancer. The actual disease? Cancer, yes. Not, not some metaphor for something. No. Actual physical cancer. I'm I, concerned that we still... Richard Nixon declared a war on cancer, and we still don't have... A cure. Yeah, he wasn't. What in the fuck? He wasn't good at wars. (laughs) Richard Nixon. Wasn't it Nixon who declared a war on cancer? Anyway, uh, nonetheless, uh, fortunately, though, God is about to hand out a solution. Oh, thank goodness. And uh, and what it and what this asshat is tying it all into. It's just it's wonderful and horrible. And yeah, 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 it's wonderful. Because you'll you'll recall. I'll I'll remind (laughs) listeners that. what he's talking about is is the shooting at the synagogue in at Pitt. the Tree of Life synagogue. At the Tree of Life, right? Uh, Hank Cunneman is who is about to open he's, his. Oh, he's a dynamic his, pastor. His mouth, dynamic. Laugh if you may, mock if you may, but God says you cannot and will not stop me. Therefore, listen at the place of Pittsburgh, the Tree of Life. Look closely, there's something of life that's going to come now, for their blood speaks. God says there has been a signing into law. Those who've been afflicted that can find no cure, no help, that medical cures that are out there that exist, but they've been stopped through bureaucracy, they've been stopped through politics, they've been stopped through legislation. Spirit of God says, my compassion now you'll see it this week in your midterm elections and you're going to see it as you turn into a new year my compassion shall outweigh your politics my compassion shall outweigh your medical and i will cause it to rain upon the just and the unjust why do i speak this because god says from those who died at the play of tree at the place of tree of life i will cause this president to join hands with the president, as he already has, of, of Israel. What is he, the prime minister? What is he? Huh? What is he? Prime minister, Netanyahu. They've already joined hands, but now they're going to join hands. Because in Israel, there came a healing bomb already once. God says there's medical cures and scientific discoveries that are in Israel and now they will join hands with the United States of America and God says watch as cancer shall be known as a thing of the past says the Lord diabetes Alzheimer's shall be known as a thing of the past says the Lord watch their blood is not in vain and watch my Compassion says the Spirit of God. Wow! Why don't we have a, a guitarist and a drummer? Yeah, behind us. It's so much more. We're we're just. It's just enthralling. <laughs> it really builds the 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 mood. I almost believe that the governments have been suppressing the cure for 
for cancer, diabetes, and uh, and Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, this not is likely. This is the most amazing uh, thing about you know these conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. get out there and they say this shit, mm-hmm. and you know like like the uh, you know the the firefighter prophet guy he's been saying for a long time that they have the cures for these things and that trump's gonna release them (laughs) okay okay it's been two years yeah what is he waiting for when go because the man could die of a heart attack at any moment (laughs) right he better get on this well maybe he's saving it for himself (laughs) he doesn't want other people to have it he's gonna test it out he's gonna live forever on him uh yeah interesting (sighs) yeah no, uh, it's it's the government hate, does not have the cures for these things. I hate these these conspiracy theories yeah. so much. But I do love it that these people go out of their way to say God told me. Right. We, we're going to cure blop blop and blop soon. Like this right. is happening now-ish. Uh, Hurrah! And then we all get to sit back and go. So uh, when's that uh, cancer cure coming, there, buddy? Yeah, but it made for uh, you know a good uh, a good sermon. It, yeah, he had, and he had he got he got a, the audience all riled up, and that's the thing they don't hold these these people to account when well, they, when these prophecies don't come true. Yeah, you would think that their that their congregation would be like, "Hey, wait a minute! Didn't you say something?" He about- said, "Blah blah 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 blah." He said, "Cancer." He said, "Diabetes." He said, "Alzheimer's." They're going away. My mom has Alzheimer's right now. What's going on? Uh-huh. Where's the cure? Yeah. They don't hold him accountable at all. Right. He just said that it's tied in to this ma- to the massacre at the synagogue. Well, then it better happen soon. Right. If God has said, hey, and by the way, that's a shitty way to, for a God to work. If your God is like a... Uh, they don't believe in a good God. Let me tell you something. I guess I owe you one on that one. <laughs> that was That was pretty shitty to have that happen. I was taking a nap. You know what I'm going to do? Too bad. I'm going to cure your cancer. We're just going to give you cancer cure right now because of that. They're, like, they believe in the worst supreme being. Yeah, their God is sucks. Yeah. Like, why would you waste your time believing yeah. and adoring if you, a, such a piece of shit? Yeah. If you believe in that God, the God that looks at a major tragedy and then says, okay, well, I'll give you the cure for cancer to make you feel better. <laughs> As opposed to a god who would never have allowed the tragedy or the cancer yeah, in the first place. Fuck your god. Yeah. Your god sucks. Yeah. As soon as your god is in, uh, is, is willing to bec- become an intermediary yeah. on, on whatever <laughs> issue or to come in and answer the occasional prayer, you believe in a shitty god. You believe in a dumb, dumb god. Because if we live in this world... And there's a being up there who can make it better. That's a horrible being. And that being is waiting. Yeah. Just chilling. And then somebody goes, hey, God, can you change this? And God's like, oh, (laughs) hadn't even occurred to me. Yeah. Of course I'll change that. Right. Great. Ding, dong, ding. We're done. Yeah. And if you want to sit around and believe in a God because you just have some necessity to do so and the God doesn't intervene ever. Yeah. Also a shitty God. Yep. Yep, you're not <laughs> because then it's just this indifferent thing. Why? Why are you bothering adoring it? You're bad at gods, you guys. Yeah, you guys are bad God, at gods. Gods suck. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Terrible idea. All right. Well, we had some folks write into us. Uh, Keth 
wrote in, said, Hey, guys, I heard something this morning that reminded me of your, your recent discussion about religious things in public spaces. Uh, I don't believe this is publicly funded, but it made me think of your recent podcasts. Our local NPR station, uh, that's a national public radio station, uh, has a series where they answer questions uh, that people wonder about and send in. This morning's topic was a strange, nearly invisible wire that can be found in a couple right. of areas, uh, which enclose whole whole city blocks. Turns out it's religious and uh, par for the course of absurd. Um, and then uh, Kath has sent us a link. It seems to me that if, if you need to make up silly... Uh, so this is a link to an Eruv, which is the uh, the Orthodox Jewish thing where... And you can see this in parts of New York. You can see this in certain neighborhoods in... Uh, you know, in New Jersey, places where there are high concentrations of of ultra orthodox Jews, right? They do this wire high up above the city, uh-huh. uh huh, enclosing several blocks. And what it does by their uh, by by their reckoning is that those become walls, right? These barely visible lines, uh. That are usually on the top of like telephone poles or you know, right, uh, street lamps or whatever, right. And then those walls become the walls of your home, and then right. you can do things on Shabbat on Sabbath that you can't do outside of your home, right, on Sabbath. Like do you know various kinds of work are forbidden. You know, carrying your baby is one example that that this uh, link said, where like, why would it? Why can't you carry a baby? Because it's work? Here's the thing. The way that the sort of rabbinical process seems to work in Orthodox Judaism is that one is that so somebody comes, there's a rule. And it, the rule is don't do work on the Sabbath because they've some, some rabbi has interpreted one scripture to say that you don't want to do labor on the Sabbath. Right. And then they go to the other rabbis and they say, well, what counts as labor? And then these guys pick and parse and get just – it's not – this is not for the individual to decide. Right. Then, then the rabbis say, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't flip a switch. That's labor. May, or, may, you know, you can't – you don't want to operate anything, any machinery. Oh, but does a blender count as a machinery? Well, blah, 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 blah. and they, they just <laughs> go nuts. And then the la- And then the work begins – of finding the loopholes. Right. And it's like, ah, well, I didn't flip a switch. All I did was remove a thing from a thing, and that's not labor. That's I just pulled the thing out, and that actually activates the light, but in a totally different way. So I win. God loses. Ha ha. Fuck you. And so, like, <laughs> the Eruv is an amazing thing. Apparently, the wall around the city of Jerusalem, uh-huh. that counts. So oh. they can go all over Jerusalem. Oh, shut up! But you can't build a wall. So you so so you really want to live in in an ultra orthodox community. Well, what you want to live in because is a city off, with a wall, <laughs> right? But if you're off, out, you know, on your own, yeah. just you know, some lone, you're trapped. You know, orthodox Jew in in suburbia somewhere. Yeah. God, your life would suck. Yeah, you're trapped. You're trapped. Kind of be in your house or else you can't carry your baby. Well, I mean, I'm surprised these people don't get together and do just 
uh, one long aruv around the entire country of the United States of America. Just a wire that goes all the way around, and then they can do anything they want. Just launch it into space. Well, do they have to own the wire? Is that part of it? Because couldn't you just say, hey, that one over there? Yeah, right? There's <laughs> wires everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to map out that wire goes to there, and that wire goes over there, and that... Yeah. Yeah. You're just finding loopholes for God anyway. Do it however you want. Yeah. Couldn't you, like, uh, you know, like, make a phone call that's, like, bouncing off... You know, getting routed through all these different cities. Oh, how are you going to make that phone call? <gasps> you make it uh, before sundown on Shabbat. Can't wait. Can you do a voice-activated phone call? <laughs> what about Alexa? Is Alexa? Uh, they love Alexa. Is Alexa okay? Alexa, on turn on the lights. Alexa, yeah, but would she be like uh, uh, considered like a, a servant? No, you know she is. What? She's a Shabbat goy. Oh, you're right. She's a she's a person that you ask to come into your home to do <laughs> Alexa for Jews. I, I love bet, it. I bet it's a thing. I'll bet it's a thing. We did not just. Invent we need to that. research That's a real that. thing. Anyway, Keth Keth closed by saying, uh, "It seems to me that if you need to make up silly exclusions and loopholes to your religious rules, do you really respect them? And why do you even have them?" Well, it's a great question. That's one for the rabbis. And they've answered it multiple times. Anyway, uh, thanks for writing in. Um, I, I, so I want to thank, we've got some folks to thank. I do want to thank uh, one person. Daniel uh, has given us a one-time donation. Uh, and uh, so thank you so much to Daniel. We have an announcement. Yes. It's a, this is big, you guys. We're doing something new. It's for the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing it, and it's, it's, it's going to be big. Uh, for the month of December, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a time of charitable giving. Uh-huh. It's a time of donation. Right. Everyone that, every, uh, all the money that we take in in the month of December. Right. Uh, on our Patreon, we are going to give 20% of it to the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Absolutely. This is, and this goes for n- both new patrons and for existing patrons that's right uh so it's basically um all of the support that you guys give us uh we decided to uh to to give 20 percent of it over to uh so we're hoping to get a whole bunch of new uh of new donors uh because we want to give as much as we can Mm -hmm. uh so we so uh now is the time to start signing up um we are going to hit this for the entire month of December. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to give them as much as possible. So go to thankgodimatheist.com, mm-hmm. uh, click on the support tab, uh, and start. Uh, yeah. You, if, if, if you do a, a continuing donation, mm-hmm. you can start it now. And once we hit December, all of the money that we bring in uh, will, will, be give, will, will, will be included in that tally. Absolutely. And you can do so by going to... Our website yeah like i said thank god you click on that support tab and uh and that will and that will launch this thing we'll we'll be talking about it more we'll probably have somebody from the ffrf on the show mm-hmm. uh and uh it's gonna be a, a good time but it, you know tis the season for giving and uh we just wanted to 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 pay it forward Absolutely. so so help us help us you know do some good in the world uh, by doing that. And we also have to thank our Lord and Savior, our top donor. Yes. 
Long she may she that, wave. She that is Jenny! And she certainly is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh... So this was an interesting. Uh, You've got the paper season uh, election, yeah. And, uh, season midterms. Yeah, we had the we we had the uh, midterm elections here in these United States, and uh, this is this is uh, they're called the midterms because it's actually m- the middle of the presidential term, right? Traditionally, um, a lower turnout for the yeah. midterms because this year it's only Congress, right? Right. It's only, Who cares about Congress? It's only senators They're and the Congress only ones that write and pass the laws, right? But nonetheless, uh, every two years, uh, the entire House of Representatives is up uh, for election, and a third, roughly a third, of uh, the Senate is up for re-election, right? Uh, because that's a six-year term for those of you not in the know. Um, and so, with that came a bit of an upheaval because Trump's America uh, doesn't necessarily like Trump. You, and <laughs> people, so people showed up in large numbers, but his supporters also knew that. So they showed up. And it was, like you were about to say, amazing turnout. Oh, no. A wildly uh, successful turnout. Yeah. 80% of Salt Lake County voted. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you can believe that. As far as uh voter, as right. far as voter turnout. Right. Um but yeah, the um but one of the things that is interesting in light of our show and especially uh, uh us as uh, Utahns uh surrounded by Mormons uh is th- this idea of Mormon uh representation in Congress. Because Mormons like to run for office. They really do. And they tend to do a pretty good job of it, even outside of Utah. Yeah. Which is a very interesting fact. I mean, they haven't always done great. uh, You stray too far from the Mormon belt, and it gets harder and harder. But some... But there are examples that pop up. Yeah, uh, Mittens Romney up until up until this year. Yeah, all of his political aspirations happened outside of Utah. Yeah, absolutely. And his his father was governor of Michigan, and all that kind of crap. And, and he of Massachusetts. He of Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, but um, and they're not always Republicans. That's something else that we should point out. Harry mm. Harry Reid, you know the the famous. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was the, uh, the majority. Majority leader, leader in the Senate, which is means that Harry Reid, as a Democrat, is is the uh, Mormon, the highest ranking Mormon ever in government. Oh, really? Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> he was a Democrat. <laughs> he was a Dem. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they lost some more. There some Mormons though mm. in the tally. Uh, the peak of Mormon representation in Congress uh, was back in two th- the two thousand one and two thousand three. Congresses um, that uh, let's see, there were eighteen members of Congress who were Mormon, mm. and then it dropped off to sixteen, then down to twelve, and then it came back up fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, dropped a little bit again, and then this year, blammy, down to eleven, which means that we did the math: two percent of Congress. 
uh, a totally of Congress. So that's Senate added in with the with the, the House. House of Representatives. Sure, two uh, percent of that total number is Mormon, and their makeup in the country is what one point five percent or something like that. Yeah, one point six percent. One point six percent in the U.S. of our, uh, of the of the U.S. population is Mormon. Yeah. According to Pew, yeah, which is interesting. So they they've always been overrepresented well, in recent years, yes, and recent decades. And now that now it's sort of coming closer to in line with their actual uh, demogra- d- demography. Oh, in, lovely! In terms of in mm. terms of their representation, yeah, uh, which is fascinating. I don't know, like, yeah, we're now we do have some ex Mormons also in. We- in the Congress. Yes. Uh, one um, who just got into the Congress. Um, yeah. If you haven't been following the Kirsten Cinema, yeah, uh, thing. She's a former Mormon. She's fascinating. She's, uh, she's bisexual. Yeah. She's the first openly bisexual person, right, in Congress. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she grew up Mormon. Isn't that interesting? She's a, she's in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah. She uh, and Arizona traditionally very conservative. Yeah, but, uh, but oh, and she won just by like just this oh a hair's breadth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But amazing that she that she pulled it off. Yeah, and then uh, and then of course uh, we usually fail to to remember, of course, that Marco Rubio uh, was Mormon when he was a, a little tyke. I don't know how old he got before he left, but I just don't even want to think about Marco Rubio in any context. <laughs> I don't. The man is just so creepy, weird. Anyway, yes, he was also a, a, a foreman, yeah. meaning a former Mormon. It is interesting that who is drawn to politics and and who isn't, because we for the longest time we've had pretty pretty big overrepresentation of Mormonism. In politics, mm-hmm. in national politics, uh, Judaism is wildly over overrepresented, right? In uh, in in politics, right? Uh, and I one wonders about what what it is about these groups that yeah. is. But I mean, I look at these groups. I look at Judaism. I see an emphasis on education, mm-hmm. uh, specifically a lot of people being uh, sent to be lawyers sent. By their Jewish mother <laughs> to be lawyers and doctors and that sort of right. thing, but that seems to be uh, something that people feel qualifies someone for public office. Yeah, we we tend to. Well, all it takes is if the person has money. That's usually about well, it. Well, there you go. You that's know, also so a thing. That's why you see a lot of like. Well, there's a lot of reasons why you see like real estate developers run for, especially like state houses mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, because they like those laws that are favorable. Yeah to uh to uh, building things um but um it's also the people who have the time hmm. right like if if you are a and and have the means to sort of arrange things at, at your place of employment right right um so you have to be a little bit higher up hmm. you know if you're if you're the standard wage earner wage earner yeah uh, or perhaps somebody in the service industry or hospitality or whatever. Uh, these are really hard, f- you know, fields to also run for office, which is why right. um, um, boy, I pulled her name out of thin air the other day. The Cortez. Um, yeah. Um, 
Oh, what is her name? Uh, crap. Anyway, you'll look it up, but and everybody knows who I'm talking about. But the the bartender from from New York City, right? right. Who just got into um, this the the Congress, and you know she is such an exception there. But she's facing the problem of she uh, can't afford rent in D.C. until her first congressional paycheck right. comes through. Right. Uh, Alexandria or Ocasio Cortez. Yes, exactly. And so, and, and so, like, it's really rare, yeah, that you have the person who doesn't already have some means of some kind actually end up in one of these. And usually, national. And office. usually, it's means of a big kind. Yeah, it's we're talking millionaires. Yeah, absolutely. Who know a bunch of other millionaires who are going to support them because they know that once they get into office. They're going to support yeah. the millionaire class. Right. And that's that's especially true of the Senate. Um, the um, Congress, you'll see a lot of professionals and whatnot, but still plenty of millionaires. Right. Well, I mean, and there, I think there are laws that say that you have to maintain a residence in, in your home, your home district. district. Yeah. And, and you have to be in D.C. available in D.C. And, and I mean, there is a tradition of uh, members of Congress sort of doubling up mm. and sharing mm. places or just renting a room somewhere. Like, I mean, I mean, that's what there the are plenty movie of Animal people. House is based on. <laughs> I think there are plenty of people who have gone to Washington to represent their district um, who have not been crazy wealthy right or who've who've chosen you know i my family's back at home mm -hmm. that's where they're staying and uh so i'm not going to take money out of basically my family's pockets to have a big posh apartment in right. dc right um nonetheless we're kind of off a little bit off topic but it but, is um it is fascinating that uh that yeah sort of the religious makeup i mean the makeup of congress in general does not match the makeup of the United States of America. Where are the nuns, <laughs> the N-O-N-E's yes. of, of co in Congress? Right. When we know that 20% of the country now is is none. Yeah. Self-identifies as not a part of anything. Right. Right. Except that, yeah, at very least, uh, you know, whether this is true or not, uh -huh. the prevailing wisdom in both of both the Democrat and Republican Party is... If you run, you have to say, because people want to vote for a religious person. Right. It almost doesn't matter what the religion is. They just want to be assured that there is a faith there grounding right. that person or whatever. Like, getting uh, getting atheists into office, uh, A, should be something that we're working on. Yeah. I mean, it really should. A lot. Um, and uh, but, but in addition to that, boy, effing hard. Yeah. You're up, like, you're only people who live probably in the most liberal uh urban districts mm -hmm. ever stand a chance uh of of being open about their atheism and also being successful uh a successful candidate yeah um but it rough, is interesting stuff. how evangelical protestantism and believe me i'm not complaining much about this <laughs> they are not well represented in uh you oh, know, seriously I don't think so. I mean, you think think about this. Who's on the Supreme Court? It's like Catholics and Jews. It's only Catholics and Jews. No, Gorsuch isn't. He's some kind of Protestant, is he? No, he. I'm, I. I don't know. 
I think I think he's Catholic. Huh. Anywho, um, I think there's a lot of Catholics. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, but, I mean, uh, it's what, always very mainline. Right. What I'm um, what I'm talking about is the fact that you know evangelical Protestantism is a quarter of our country. Right. And I don't think it's a quarter of our. What do you think they produce a lot of brilliant lawyers? <laughs> Who I mean, stay evangelical? They produced Roy Moore. <laughs> I just I, I hate to 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 say that, but yeah. like they probably aren't producing. I mean, who knows? Of course they are. I mean, you can only take these things so far, right? Course. But like, yeah, no Mormons. Um, they they well, they have this idea about themselves, right? The, there's the there's the white horse prophecy. That that they are that they will at some point a Mormon will stand up and basically save the 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 country that will save the Constitution, um, and for a long time the little murmur amongst Mormon circles yeah that it's Mitt Romney, right yeah he's the white horse yeah right and he's going to come swooping in right at the right moment and so of course the man wins the Senate well yeah Utah. I mean literally he. He could have raped a child and still won that Senate seat <laughs> yeah. without running an ad. That guy, it would have been impossible for him to not win know. that Senate seat. I know. I don't know what, yeah, if he had punched an old lady in the eye on camera in full view of everyone and it went viral, I think he still would have won. Well, people would, yeah, they mean, like, she deserved it. Yeah, what did she do? Yeah. What, what's her problem? <laughs> She insulted, or she insulted dressage. Right. God love. Listen, if your if your savior uh, on this earth is Mittens J Romney the <laughs> third, that you are in trouble, people. Yeah. If that man is your white horse, let me tell you though. Forget about he it. He so far has been standing up and saying a few things. Oh, he He's says not in things. Yet. I know, I know, I know. He I says know. things. He'll turn around and turn and and as say the, the opposite p- later. I know, I know. But if he could continue, and if he would just take the position of I'm the, I'm the 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 one senator who's against Trump. Right. Right. Even I, just a I reasonable would. opposition, not a full opposition, right. just, just a reasonable opposition. When he needs to be called out, he's called out. It's not okay to say that the that the, the yeah, that the the press is our enemy. Right. Just say and that. He, and and he, he said that. And he did say that. We'll see if he holds his ground. Right. But he said it. But if he could take that role, I some uh, respect would start to develop for for Mitt Romney yeah. from me. Yeah. Right? Because that's a role that could be really important right now. He's, and we know that like like we know where he stands on well, I guess do that's we? the one thing about Mitt Romney. You never really know where he stands. Because he says but, because he's tried there have been moments in in my watching of Mitt Romney where I've been like, Oh, you know what? Okay. But, and then he fucking backs down off of it. I know, I know. Yeah. But the one thing is doesn't he doesn't he don't you just get the impression that he just wants civility <laughs> he just I wants get, i get the impression that he wants civility until someone tells him not to <laughs> until someone in the party is like stop wanting civility and then he goes oh i'm sorry yes of course i don't want that that's i get he's the, definitely a party man that goes without saying but he is he is a but mormon he, too but he and is a mormon, not 
I just don't see him being fully party of Trump. No, I don't either. And part of it, part of your him wanting civility thing is that he is a true Mormon. Yeah. And he's just afraid of conflict. <laughs> he was a successful, successful businessman. He yeah. he understands how to like. Yeah, he's still, I just think that handle when, it, conflict. when it comes right down to it, contention is just not. Is of the devil. Is, is of the devil. He's a Mormon. He and Anne, their fights are, are epic. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, well, well, I just, and then he get they both get quiet for a month and a half. <laughs> they disagree on anything, and then it's just they don't talk to each other at the dinner table for a while <laughs> until it goes away. Past the corn. Yeah. And so. then the silent, and then the ice is broken. The, yeah. The, now everything's fine. Oh, good Lord. All right. All right. Well, kids, uh. We, we we thank you so much for listening. If you want to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. Also Reddit, you can go to reddit.com slash r slash Atheist. And don't forget, uh, it's going to be a big month for us. Yeah, hey, uh, we really, really want to do good things for the the fuffer. Uh, so if you also agree that now is a very important time to stand up for the separation of church and state. Why don't you be, now's the great time to become a a, 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 a donor, a, a patron of our show. Uh, so that's pa- uh, Patreon. Uh, you go to our Patreon thing at thankgodimatheist.com. There you go. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. Yep. Uh, and thanks to uh, to Sarah and Danny for the for me- being uh, moderators on the Members Only Lounge. Thanks so much to Mackenzie for doing her hard work on the Facebook page. And a thanks goes out to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yes. And thank all of you for tuning in. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.